You're listening to the Call Kent podcast, where Kent C. Dodds answers questions and gives insights to software engineers like you. Now, let's hear the call. Hey, Kent. My name is Joe Previtt, and I wanted to ask you about organizing code for courses and tutorials. I know you've been doing it for a while for Egghead and some of your own products and courses, and so I was wondering, what are the trade-offs to organizing it by folders, by branches, by commits? And maybe you could talk about what's your preferred approach today. And that was the call. Here's what Kent had to say. Hey there, Joe. Thank you for the question. Uh, yeah, and in this tweet, you, um, actually, I'll see if I can find that tweet and I'll put a link to it so people can see replies because a bunch of other people replied and, and gave their opinions as well, which is probably helpful too. For me, I've been doing this for almost a decade and um, I've tried so many things. And uh, really, it depends completely on what I'm teaching. So uh, I think my my favorite is uh, to have an exercise and a final directory that I just keep in sync. Um, I, I've done so many things. I even had one uh, one thing where I um, had a template where the exercise and the final version were in the same file, and then I had a script I would run that would like remove um, the lines of code that I said, this code is for the exercise, this code is for the file. I called it split guide. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty, pretty wild. Um, totally worked. I think I used it for my ES6 workshop. Um, but, uh, but yeah, very, um, uh, very much not what I would recommend today. Um, so I, I do like having, uh, two separate, uh, directories, um, where you can have the finished version that people can reference and including yourself as you're delivering the workshop. I totally referenced the finished version before, like, while people are going through the exercise. Um, and then, uh, the exercise version is uh, just the starting off point. Sometimes it's an empty file, um, but most of the time it has uh, code in there and you're just like make, making modifications and stuff. Um, this has also the benefit of being able to do a git diff. Um, you use the no index flag with git and you can compare two different files from each other, which uh, is quite nice. And I sometimes will make a little script to make that really easy. Uh, to compare those two. And, and this helps me as I'm developing the material too, to make sure that I've added all of the appropriate comments uh, in the exercise file to say, hey, this is, we're going to be making this change and stuff like that to kind of direct people as they go through. Um, you, so you're basically throwing people out into an ocean, but giving them a life vest or something. So um, the, the comments kind of help guide them that way. Um, but, uh, but even still, um, having two separate files um, can be helpful for some cases, but sometimes you're changing like lots of files. And uh, as you noted in the uh, tweet, the, uh, in the bookshelf app, I actually used branches. And I, I've done this a couple different ways. So um, I think in testing JavaScript, um, I had somewhere uh, each branch would be one commit on the previous branch. So they're just every every branch is just an additional commit on top of what the previous branch was. Um, and this worked out okay, except for when you need to make an update. So let's say you you have 10 exercises, you need to make an update on exercise two. 
uh, and that's going to impact all of the rest of the exercises. And so I wrote a script to make doing make that process easier because now I, I have to update the commit for exercise two. And again, it's only one commit uh, that's Im important for the way that this works. And so um, I had to amend that commit, but now I've got a new commit. And so I've got to update all of the addition, the after there, the branches thereafter to uh, update to uh, that version of the code. And so I had a script for that. Um, and what's frustrating is those would have to be updated even if they didn't care about uh, that change. Like if that change is irrelevant to them, they still have to be updated for their history to be correct. Um, so that was really, um, yeah, really annoying. Um, and then the bookshelf app actually had a similar problem, but I, I did that one a little differently where um, every single um, one of the, the branches was off of main and then uh, they would each have only one commit that just removed this stuff or, or, or added stuff to set things up for the particular exercise. Um, that I liked better, um, even though like if you need to make a change that impacts any of the um, exercises, if it really, if it doesn't end up in the, the final version, you know, maybe this is an iterative thing that you're doing or something, then you only have to, um, th this is only going to impact the uh, branches that care about that. But that means you have to find the branches that care about that. Um, and not all of them do. And so you have to like th look through every single one. So branching strategy, also very difficult. Uh, and I, I will not do that again. Um, uh, it, it is kind of nice uh, for some reasons, uh, and I had some scripts to make it easy to go between branches and stuff like that. Uh, it's pretty cool, but yeah, um, super challenging to keep things up to date. So um, my latest thing, uh, and, and again, like with lots of Epic React, um, I have a, a single file for each exercise and everything can be contained within that file. And uh, for the vast majority of uh, workshops that actually works, because I'm, I'm teaching like specific things about a React component or about a hook or something like that. And typically doesn't span multiple files. Or if it did, I would sometimes just like break the file into sections with comments and say, this could be in this file and this could be in that file. Um, not very real world, uh, but I was working within the constraints that I'd created for myself. Um, so I may not necessarily do that um, in the future either. Um, so for Epic Web, what I'm planning on doing, um, because this is, uh, we're, we're building a web application, um, I, I probably will take a, diff a couple uh, different strategies. So when we're actually working on the app, um, I'm going to just have a copy of the app in um, multiple folders. And so uh, I've actually got some Remix workshops now, and I've, I've even delivered them uh, at Frontend Masters um, that work this way. So I, I'm using NPM workspaces uh, the reason I'm not using any, the reason I'm using npm instead of yarn or or pnpm or whatever else thing that um, you want is because everybody has npm installed and npm workspaces works just fine for this particular use case. I may change it to pnpm and just require people to install pnpm, but um, we'll see what the future holds there. Uh, and I, I may end up using uh, Turbo Repo to manage some of this in the future as well. So we'll we'll just see. Um, but uh, what, what I do is each, uh, I have a final directory and an, an exercise directory. And then under that, I have uh, workspaces for um, the app. And every single one is basically a copy of the other. Um, and then they will, 
um, if, if they build on each other, then they'll just be a copy of the previous or whatever, um, or they could be completely independent. But because for uh, Remix and uh, for most of what Epic React will be, it's an entire app. You're working in multiple files and maybe adding files or who knows what. Um, it's just better to say, this is uh, e each one of these is like an entire application and here's how you would work with that. So uh, we'll see what that um, ends up looking like. It might get kind of complicated if I say, here's a, a directory that's like a repo and um, we've got packages like sub packages or something. I don't know how you'd do that. I don't think that I'll get to that point. It'll just be individual projects. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of my plan is to just duplicate like the, the problem with doing the entire project uh, in each one of those directories you just end up with a ton of duplication. But most of the time, if you need to make a change, you can do a find replace, and that actually works out pretty well. Uh, the other problem, of course, is downloading node modules. Um, and I, I had actually done this in the past, and that was one reason why I stopped doing that. Uh, but because of workspaces and everything, that that is no longer a problem either. Um, and so, yeah, this this is where I've landed for things that are like application wide. You've got multiple files you got to work in, and, and you want to make it as real world as possible. Uh, that said, I'm also planning on with Epic Web uh, doing some very beginner friendly things uh, like I've never programmed before and I'm going to learn programming. And so I'm going to teach HTML and CSS and JavaScript. And for those, um, I expect that I will probably um, have like individual files again, kind of like Epic React. Um, the benefit of that is that there's very little noise. And in fact, for some of those, I'll probably even do like in-browser exercises and stuff. Um, I typically like to put you in an editor because it's a lot more real world and stuff. I, I don't like using in-browser things. But when I'm just teaching you programming from the very start, uh, I am planning on also teaching a development environment and stuff like that. But I want to get people um, if the first thing that they learn from Epic Web is how to set up their development environment, that's not very fun, um, I think. So we're still working that piece out, um, but I think I'll probably have some in-browser exercises just to get things going. And then we'll move into a repo that they clone, which will probably be individual file exercises. And then uh, we'll move into the project mode where it's um, uh, workspaces or, or uh, you know, yeah, workspaces and uh, copy paste uh, projects. Um, it, that is that is difficult, but one nice thing about it is the find replace feature. Um, by doing branches, you can't do find replace, and you have to do git nonsense, and it's just a pain. So I do not recommend branches. Um, I definitely recommend being able to see the entire everything um, with uh, on on a single branch. So uh, there you go. I also uh, years ago um, had an AMA on uh, GitHub. And I got asked by Mark Erickson how I prepare and teach programming workshops that I think might be interesting um, and also a little bit historical. Um, but there, yeah, there's a little bit to that that you can take a look at uh, as well. Just uh, thought of that when you asked me this question. So I hope this is helpful to you, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Good luck on everything you're working on, Joe. See ya. This has been the Call Kent Podcast. Learn more about Kent at kentcdods.com and get your own questions answered at kentcdods.com slash calls.